Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Today's sponsor is audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com/sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 36. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, super professional podcast guy, Lopez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a super professional <laughs> title. I like it. What, what, and Wait, why is he so professional? That was from last episode. Don't you remember? It was a deep cut. Yeah, I don't remember. From Do you, one wait, episode you want me ago? to remember what happened last episode? <laughs> it was a really boring episode, if I remember right. So I think I think you can be forgiven. The only thing I remember is I had a really hard time, like like making people want to listen to what I had to say. Like <laughs> this is probably really stupid, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that guy who you hear talking is David disappointed. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what was I disappointed in? Oh, you're just, you were so disappointed in me about playing, um, the, uh, oh, <laughs> the yeah. beta yeah, for so the let, vision. Let's talk about that really quick. Uh, no, 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 we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Well, hang on. We'll get to it. Thank, well, thank you for that introduction. Adam hums in his sleep. Reading. <laughs> Apparently I do. <laughs> Apparently I hum songs while I'm fast asleep. <laughs> it's how I do. Yeah, I know this so. from your wife tweeting it out to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gentlemen playing? Oh, oh me. Oh, me. Pick me. Uh, David. Oh, uh, uh, oh, man. So much pressure. Um, <laughs> You're right. I'll go. So here's what I've been playing. <laughs> No, you can go ahead. It's fine. Oh, really? I thought you I were actually just going to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't take it from you. Uh, oh, well, no. I've been playing that Division Beta, as evidenced by our YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. I'm, that's going to be my topic, so let's not spend too much time talking about it, but let's just say it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael, what mm. have you been playing? Uh, so, more Fallout 4, because, you know, it's a big game. It's a big one. It's a yeah, big one. I'm uh, over 100 hours in. I think I've said that like every podcast. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably not so big when you don't have 15 characters, but I mean. <laughs> That's true. How many presidents have you made now? Are they oh, all presidents? I, I stopped counting. They're, the they're so presidents. How many presidents are there? I'm about that many. Um, <laughs> nobody knows. It's lost to it. Lost nobody to knows how many nobody presidents knows. there have been. No, the records have all been lost. Um, 
so but yeah besides that like i i had mentioned on the uh on the last episode i did purchase that final fantasy 7 from avita yeah and i've been playing that the i've other been day. playing it yeah, yeah i put uh i put like 15 hours into it wow just just a a minute or two yeah i mean i, I gotta give it a Compared fair shake to fall out i gotta anyway. give it a fair shake so progress report so far my opinion is largely unchanged mm-hmm. mm. it's mm. a it's a it's a good game it's not great oh boy yeah <laughs> have you do you even have a golden chocobo yet though no, I mean, no, not that's not how do happen. you know it's good until you are 50 hours in and you have a golden chocobo? <laughs> you, know, uh, you bring up a good point, and, and <laughs> you can't know until that. I, I, will leave this, yeah. I will leave this for a future topic, all right? Uh, where I'll get like crazy in death. But th- now that you're mentioning that, mm-hmm. one thing 15 hours into it, I am already over like the like random mini game thing that comes up like every five minutes it's like yeah yeah here's this thing you need to give somebody cpr it's super important you gotta do it right now they're gonna die but uh just go ahead and let's, let's make this a mini game i'm gonna have to time it and you're <laughs> you're gonna get it wrong almost every time so it'll be the longest session of cpr you've ever done huh. uh it's not it's not great i do remember when i was trying to get a golden chocobo sitting there for hours and hours just like snowboarding and doing the little motorcycle game and and all that kind of stuff and uh just to like build up enough i think it was like to build up enough gill to enter in the race and you had to race the chocobo and then you get a winner i, I can't remember i'm not gonna do confusing. any of that just i definitely just didn't do the golden chocobo before I, I but how will you platinum it if you don't well there's no platinum so there you go there's no platinum. oh well there it is no worries yeah bummer on the vita version i mean i can't speak a ps4 version has trophies but uh the one i bought doesn't so hmm. well there you go i guess you'll have to rebuy it to get those sweet sweet trophies that's probably not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> i mean you don't want people thinking you played through Final fantasy 7 and don't have a single trophy to show for it i mean that's what i'm thinking it's that's what i heard well maybe it's not worth trophies i don't know Oh, mm. wait a minute maybe that game doesn't find, deserve find words oh it sounds like mike <laughs> just wants everyone to hate him <laughs> so next <laughs> this is yet another uh instance of us discussing final fantasy 7 uh, or final fantasy in general with no joshua workman that's on true the show. i know <laughs> so wrong. maybe maybe we'll talk final fantasy um next time we have yeah, him on. yeah maybe we'll bring him on when i do that topic yeah so all right um is that is that's everything uh probably there's probably okay. more things i played but uh that's the important stuff all right all i right. played a, a bunch of that rise of the tomb raider oh you know i've been i've been chipping away at that one you know how I took far a little, would you reckon i would reckon i'm about 75 percent through it okay not bad it's not bad. it has gotten really good with the exception has it taken a turn like the first one well the first um, new one well, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious from the get go that it's going to be oh, okay. fa- fairly supernatural. Okay. Um. So, I mean, there. I don't want to spoil anything there, but right. there is like a. There's definitely that element to it, and that's like I don't know, like the actual character interaction and that type of storytelling is really good. Um, but the overarching story, I'm not all that interested in. I don't know why. Oh. But it's it's still a really awesome game, though. So having mm-hmm. a great time. Um, and then Broken Age, I finished it. Yeah. Oh, what it you only think? took me like three years that's <laughs> <laughs> how much it took the rest of us too so i don't it's yeah. not that bad yeah so i really liked it that was awesome um i think the ending is a little abrupt though like after you spend so much time with it you kind of expect like a, a decently long outro you know to the game uh-huh 
And it's like, it's pretty quick and it doesn't really explain certain things that I was hoping it would. But Mm. um, with that exception, I got to highlight a couple of things like that were just excellent about the game, which um, Curtis the Lumberjack is the best character in that game. (laughs) Curtis the Lumberjack, which uh, is voiced by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton voiced him. And if you're not familiar, he's like this, he's this lumberjack, lives in a house in the woods, and he's a total hipster about everything. (laughs) And it's so hilarious. Yeah. Just like he's always talking about how, you know, surface level your understanding of things are. And like, (laughs) just like, he's just so pretentious, but it's hilarious. Yeah. He's Um, one of the best written characters in the game for sure. (laughs) He's he's excellent. And Will Wheaton does an amazing job with him. Mm -hmm. And then also um, Jack Black's character. I didn't even know Jack Black had voiced it character in oh, the game before i started him? i knew oh, elijah you know, wood was, was in the game yeah, yeah i knew that elijah wood was in the game but i didn't know that jack black had done a voice and then uh-huh. so um it makes sense because he did like uh what was that uh oh, rts yeah. metal game that what he did with that them game with double fine like, full, like not full metal uh, um oh gosh i can't remember <laughs> my brains my brains i have no, so we're gonna get so many like tweets no, about no, i just want people to just sit there and scream out there brutal. Uh, oh it's brutal legend you got brutal it legend. brutal legend brutal right. legend so yeah that was a, that was a fun game i, I had a good know, time with it. did you know pendleton ward did a voice yeah yeah i couldn't remember what character it was he it was, was like the, the, the lovable gus or something like that he was like he was like stuck on a tree by his underwear or something oh that was Pendleton yeah. ward that's amazing <laughs> the creator amazing. of adventure time if you're that's not right. familiar um but yeah so but jack black's character harmony lightbeard is the greatest <laughs> so character great. he's so good in that in that uh he's like this crazy uh, cult leader type dude who lives in the clouds um he's fantastic so oh, overall amazing cast in that game it's such a good cast and the voice acting's uh fantastic mm-hmm. um throughout i and the art style i really liked like that hand-painted art style yeah. a lot i would not um, mind another game along those lines uh oh, maybe, yeah, maybe really not good. maybe not the, the same environments the second half of the game though but uh i uh, yeah i'm with you there i was kind of hoping for a little more variety and, yeah but i was like oh i gotta walk around the ship again it just looks a little different you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but all that said um I gotta say, I'll say four out of five burritos. Yeah, yeah, I, it's I agree with it's that. Solid. It's really good. Also, yeah. we didn't even talk about the soundtrack, but I, I talked about it on a previous podcast. It's <clears throat> it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. So, I was yeah, I, I was kind of. I, like not to spoil anything, I'm, I was kind of hoping like they would explain the connection between the two characters mm-hmm. better, um, because they're are certain puzzles you have to solve with knowledge that could only have come from the other character, you know? So I was thinking, Oh, maybe there's some kind of mystical thing, but yeah. Anyway, (laughs) maybe Tim Schafer should have had you on board as like his, his story loose ends guy, you know, it's, it's obviously there and it's very intentional. So it's like, I wonder if they were just being really subtle about it and I'm just too dumb to catch something. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So anyway, but that's, uh, that's what I've been playing. It's a good time. And then also, of course, the division beta, the division beta um, again, special thanks to, um, Mikey chill with the PS4 for mm-hmm. hooking it up with he, the beta codes. He actually had nothing to do with my beta code. I, I just like to throw that up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yours never came my, through? No, mine never came from him. Like it didn't happen for Mike either. So I don't know what happened there. I think because you got yours so early, I think their system wasn't set up correctly or something. Maybe. Uh, Because, yeah, like I got an email, but when I clicked in any of the links, I would go to like a broken page. Um, So um, we go from talking about broken page. 
a broken age to broken gosh page. i knew you could not resist <laughs> i couldn't resist the second you said it i was like there's no way this is going past without that joke happening anyway so i got mine from nvidia uh just kind of randomly and uh, uh, it worked well, out well cool. but yeah. um but yeah it i I, I want to talk about it so bad. So we, we need to get to that part of the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to the some division talk. I have some some thoughts and some feelings. Oh, man. Um, I hope they're good thoughts and feelings. My my wife was uh, witness to some of them. Oh. Yes, she she watched it a little bit. So hmm. she, she had some input as well. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, how about the news? Oh, are, are we about to talk about the news? <laughs> yes so playstation plus uh february games came out the only one i really wanted to highlight re- on this is uh helldivers yeah it's coming yeah. free for ps4 ps3 and vita what as okay. of, well this i mean by the time this game? comes out no it, it'll be a week ago but you know it's it's cool it, it's, it's coming out tomorrow for us i don't know why but it feels like this game's already been free to me maybe nope. it's because i bought it for some reason and then never played it one time <laughs> So it should feel like it costs a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, so maybe that, yeah, it does take some of the excitement out of it when you bought it already and you still haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Like that has happened to me many times where I bought a game and then by the time I get around to it, it's already been free and Mike's already <laughs> platinumed it, you know, <laughs> like I paid $25 for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's exciting. We got to definitely... Uh, play that together. Yes, That'd we do. Time. Absolutely. Uh, can I just... Oh, that's why you were disappointed, though. Well, that's part of the reason, but the rest <laughs> of it is because none of the games are AAA, again. Like, I mean, the PS3 one is because the for some reason they're fine giving away, you know, big games for PS3, but well, you can't give away a doing that good, for a couple years. Can't yeah. give away a nice big PS4 game. No, it has to be a tiny little, maybe 10-hour game, and then that's what you get. That's free. It's great. I, yeah, but I, I feel like we've we've covered that. Like, yeah, they're selling no. hand over fist PlayStation fours and more PlayStation Plus accounts than they've ever sold before. They probably so they should have really plenty of money need, to get us a AAA. Well, but they, but <laughs> why not wait until you actually need to do that? Yeah, I mean, I love the stuff uh, they're giving me. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm not. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Xbox games with gold February games. I, I think the main one I was excited about was uh, Gears of War Two coming. Yeah, because for free. it's backwards compatible now, so you yeah. now have Gears of War Two. Yeah, that's super cool. So, yeah, uh, I've actually never played that one. It's it's my favorite one. So that's you're in cool. for a treat. So, yeah, excited about that. Um, Xbox Italy's Facebook page uh, <laughs> has Italy again. Yeah, Xbox Italy's Facebook page has uh, leaked, apparently, the dates for the Division's open beta, which will be uh, February 16th through the 21st. And Xbox One will get the beta 24 hours before the PS4, just like like the closed beta, because Microsoft lined their sweet pockets with (laughs) cash. Hey, you know, if it's making the Division better, I'm all for it. That's that's my stance on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um this one was kind of funny. Uh, Jonathan blows. He, he started tweeting out a little bit about the witness. And apparently that game has sold more copies in roughly a week than braid did in its entire first year. Wow. So <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm happy. And for it's, yeah. And it's uh, almost three times the price of that game of braid yeah. when it came out. So that's, that's hmm. a lot of monies. That, yeah, that's so pretty that's really fun. Yeah. Uh, especially as a big fan of mist from the, from the old days, you know, yeah. that, have I'm any excited of us, to play that. None of us own it, right? 
No, I've got a backlog. Either. I can't really justify buying it right yeah. now. But. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you friend of the show, Eric, has been playing it, and he is a big fan of it. So, awesome. Yeah. That so is there's super one, cool. There's at least one opinion on the game. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Blow also went on to say on Twitter that uh, the PC version was also the most pirated game on an unnamed popular <laughs> torrent site. <laughs> so but oh, apparently it's funny. not hurting sales too bad uh so that's good it's funny and sad at the same time yeah that's why that's why a lot of uh, developers focus their first the first skew is oftentimes the uh the console one because it's harder to pirate yeah but also i will say there are some games coming out now that are virtually unpiratable on pc we haven't talked yeah. about this yet yeah that's but, actually a really interesting topic i i uh i had I think I tweeted it out a week or two ago. There was an article about how games are getting more and more difficult to pirate. So, or just to crack them. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's basically getting to the point where it takes weeks, not hours to, to crack a new PC game with yeah. all the crazy. It's, uh, it's crazy. I don't know what they have done, but how are they out hacking the hackers? I'm, I just don't know. It's impressive. Yeah. It's, I think they just, I think it's just one of those things they've managed to make it so belabored and cumbersome to do it that it's less. Benedict, Benedict cumbersome? <laughs> Benedict cumbersome mm. to mm. do. Um, so it just takes longer because mm. it's just like you got to grind through this terrible, terrible code that you have to unravel. Yeah. So I don't Mike know. Mike loves that's, my jokes tonight. I'm noticing. <laughs> They're on point. Yeah, you're, you're, you're killing it. <laughs> So, uh, March 30th, the Final Fantasy 15 release announcement is scheduled. So, an official date has been set for the day that they will tell us when the official release date has been set. <laughs> very, very square. It's like when they do trailers for trailers. It's like, yeah. hey, coming soon, the coming trailer. Coming two days, a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone did it. Someone did it even worse than that recently. They they announced when the embargo was going to lift on something, oh, and, yeah. and then right when the embargo lift, they were going to announce when the date of the game was going to be. <laughs> that yeah, that is weird. What so, was that? I don't remember what it was. I can't remember now. That was pretty funny. So That's how anyway. asinine it was. <laughs> yeah. So kind of funnies. Tim and friend of the show, Greg Miller. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll be hosting the live stream from the event, so that'll be cool. I'm gonna check that out. Nice. Um, but yeah, did you guys see? Speaking of that game, uh, did you see the that new video that shows off some of the uh, the combat? Nope. No, I mm-hmm. actually have no idea what Final Fantasy 15 is gonna be like. I was gonna ask you guys, does it look good? It looks really good, especially this new video. Um, it, it showed off a bunch of new combat uh, gameplay footage, so there's like some stealth stuff in there. Hmm. Um, the UI has changed a lot from the Dusk Eye demo. Um, with weapons kind of mapped to the D pad. <clears throat> and, uh, but yeah, there's like these joint abilities that can be unlocked via skill tree upgrades. Um, so not, not too far from something like, uh, the joint battles in Arkham Knight, uh, but just kind of for the duration of that attack. And then you come back. Um, and then, but one of the coolest things is basically how they were showing off the, uh, the stealth takedowns, mm-hmm. um, where you would kind of look up and you can kind of, somewhat lock on an enemy and then do like a warp kill. So you like, you like zip up there and then like, he's like already got him, you know, hmm. it's pretty sweet. It's kind of dishonored style. Interesting. Um, and then also using that kind of teleport mechanic, um, the lead character was like using it to basically do like aerial attacks mm-hmm. on this huge Magitek mech. And so he's fighting it and, and like 
taking it apart. Basically, he takes like this fuel hose off the side of it, and then he comes down to the ground and he uses fire to like blow up the fuel and destroy the thing. Interesting. Really cool. Yeah. Now, is any of this like quick time events, or is it like it all no, it's menu like, based, it's, or it's all live gameplay? I mean, it's very actiony compared huh. to. Um, any Final Fantasy games I've seen. I mean, like, there's been, they flirted with it here and there, but nothing like this. Interesting. So it's it's definitely the most action, I would say. Well, I'll definitely have to put the, this Final Fantasy on my radar. It looks really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think it's, it's going to be good. Mike, why I'm, are you so quiet? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm much more reserved. I haven't seen anything in, in 15 that blows me away. It's a very pretty game. Um, yeah. mm. it doesn't strike me as something I'm looking for in a Final Fantasy game yet, but Uh-oh. Mm, that's me. What are you looking for in a Final Fantasy game? Do you just want another text-based, sprite-based game? Is that what you're looking for? Gosh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? No, it sounds too nostalgic. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, <laughs> okay. before, you, before you strike that record, have you, have you heard the voice acting in the Final Fantasy VII remake they've put out so far? <laughs> I, yeah, I it's think too bad. It's better no, than having to oh read gosh. it all. No, <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> I hate reading, Mike. So anything that I don't have to read is automatically better, even if the voice acting is bad. Well, that's a that's an opinion. Mm-hmm. There's a one that exists. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> anyway, so it looks pretty sweet. I, I yeah. I, I still have a, that sneaking suspicion that the main character is going to somehow, or maybe the whole group of main characters will somehow all have amnesia and <laughs> just all these other JRPG tropes, you know, maybe but they'll we'll end see. up in a town where it's like really foggy and it's like mysterious and it oh. just becomes silent Hill. Oh, heavens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was just trying to do more Japanese video game tropes, but you guys were like, I don't know what he's talking about anymore, so I'm done. Well, I, me and Mike made a deal ahead of the show to, to really leave you hanging as much as possible on these jokes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It means a lot to me. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for Twitter questions? I sure am, man. Yeah. We just blew right through that news. Blew section. through it because we didn't get all hung up on that uh, that beta. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think we so, should like make an, an effort to make one of our topics what we're gonna just talk about a lot. You know, yeah. <laughs> that way we can just get to it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's start with the community question because this one is very urgent. I feel. I, I participated in this one. <laughs> yeah, so, I actually didn't see this one. So the community question I put out there this very day um, <laughs> was hotcakes, pizza, <gasps> or sweet, sweet SBF VGS. Oh, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> well, I'm voting so, for hotcakes right now. I just voted yeah. for it. <laughs> so so I'm, at the I'm time on that too. I took... I don't uh, now you've altered the results so now I have to look but <laughs> pizza with a commanding lead oh once my again God. <laughs> it's, it's still the case it's yeah it really dominated and I I thought sweet sweet SBF EGS for sure well, would win. I, I can I, I can hotcakes I can help you out with that because <laughs> I voted on this too I saw it okay. I like, this, is, this is a good this is a good one <laughs> a good poll so hotcakes they're they're fantastic mm-hmm. <clears throat> sweet sweet SPF VGS. I'm on the show. I like it. I'm a fan. That's why I do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I gotta say, 
we're recording right now, and if my wife was to walk in my office door and say, oh, there's there's pizza here, <laughs> I would drop you guys in a hot minute for some of that fresh za. You guys za. don't stand a chance. Oh, huh. man. Yeah, so hotcakes and sweet, sweet SBF EGS are tied right now at 18% of the vote. <laughs> the other 64% is, uh, is commandingly um, owned by pizza yeah, so that was the community has spoken <laughs> man yeah yep, yep, that's yep. crazy so, all right so first twitter question comes from joseph he says i got to be a guest on a podcast love to start one can you discuss the ins and outs of podcasting recording editing etc oh my yeah so all i know is how we do it because we you know, we were, we didn't know anything. And then we started this show. So <laughs> we, mm-hmm. um, basically, um, we have each of us, we're all in different cities. David over here, he's in New York. I'm he's all crazy. in New York. He's over there on the East coast. I'm crazy because I'm in New York. Yeah. He's nuts <laughs> living all the way out there. So we all have, uh, our own little setup for recording. So we each, you know, have a, a decent mic and a digital rig of some sort, whether it be audacity or Adobe audition or pro tools. Um, and then, yeah, so we each do that. And then we also have a, um, what is happening? <laughs> what? You're a robot talking. <laughs> So that's a funny feature of, of our podcast. <laughs> I sent a chat while we were talking in our recording studio thing, and apparently it's reading it aloud to you guys. I'm sorry, it's reading it know. aloud to me. I, I don't didn't. know what. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we each have our own little recording setup, and then we chat so we can hear each other um, via mumble audio chat, and then yeah. yeah. Then so, later, I paste it all together. Mike, you host this server. Like, I you want to get really nerdy about it. Oh, you yeah. host the server on a Linux computer in, mm-hmm. your, com- in your house. Mm-hmm. Sure do, because I have the best internet. He built the Mumble server because he's got that sweet, sweet Fios. Oh, that explains it all. Yeah, so he hosts the, the chat, and then, yeah, that way we don't have to pay someone to host it, which yeah. is always nice. And so the only downside to that is we can't just connect to it whenever we want. Mike has to like get home and start it up, or I guess he can connect remotely and start it up. But yeah. anyways, and I, I could the leave the server on all the time, but I mean, you know, electric yeah. bills and whatnot. Electric yeah. bills. Yeah, electric bills. So, so I guess what are some <laughs> of the other ins and outs? That's just kind of the nuts and bolts of how we record the show. Yeah, but. yeah. So important. One of the reasons that we, we use Mumble to record this is because we, we have, we all record our own tracks, mm-hmm. but the server also redundantly records us. So in the event, oh, like, yeah. let's say halfway through a podcast adam remembers that he never hit the record button on his rig (laughs) (laughs) instead of us losing a whole episode we have this other lower quality recording to pull from yeah Mm -hmm. and that has happened once or twice i think when we were interviewing mega ran that happened where i forgot to hit uh, record on my side and then another time um i had a power outage that was fun Um, but i I actually didn't lose anything there but i was able to use the the mumble recording to kind of sync everything back up um and then what else what else i think there was another time where oh my mic was cutting out and i had to kind of cut to the mumble track here and there yeah um That one happened recently. So anyway, that's that's kind of the nuts and bolts, uh, the ins and outs, if you will. The nuts and bolts, the ins and outs, the, the yin and yang. <laughs> the, the, yes. 
I don't know. The uh, meat yeah, and potatoes. Yeah, the meat and potatoes. Hey, uh, so one last thing about all this is um, the, one another reason we use Mumble is because it's one of the lowest latency yes, chatting yes. applications there are. Um, if you go back and listen to episode number one that we did, we tried just using any old chat thing. We used Google Hangouts and uh, Adam had to deal with some of the worst latency he's ever had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. and, and what latency is, is it's the delay from like one audio signal getting to another person. So like I would say something and he wouldn't hear it until like a couple seconds later. So his reaction would be super delayed and that would sound unnatural to our ears. Yeah, so Adam really did a annoying. ton of editing to make it to make episode one feel more natural. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was not. And fun. ever since then, we've been using Mumble because the delay is like ten milliseconds. Yeah, it it's makes the conversation better. feel a lot more natural. So yeah. anyway, that's uh, just some some little tips from us. Take them or leave them. It's probably yeah. more useful if you are in different places. If you're all in one room, then God help you. Yeah, God God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> and if you're if you're gonna go ahead and start a podcast, don't call it Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. Oh, that's a really good tip. That's that's taken. <laughs> it is taken, but it's it's not trademarked. So, <laughs> David, gosh, come on, dude. Shh, 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 shh. I'm just sure like, it is. I'm just surely like, be, it's just trademarked. be cool, man. All right, I'll just be cool. Sorry. All right. So John writes in response to the uh, the the poll. He says, "Sorry, oh, yeah. as much as much as I love you guys, I'll choose the pizza." <laughs> so he's in the Mike camp. Yeah, I I understand and bless your decision. My <laughs> cakes are a little bit better than pizza, guys. So this one's for Mike. Um, this Uh-oh. is from Casey. Casey says, will we get to see famous presidents of the USA recreated <laughs> in The Division? Well, <laughs> I, I don't have the beta, so I, I haven't been able to play with that at all. Is Does it have a like, character creation in it? There is a character creator, but it's disabled for the beta. Yeah. So. Uh, I must be trying to hide something. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not ready. Yeah. And I, and there are some things that are clearly not ready, so yeah. we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> um, our buddy Tom from the UK, you guys know Tom. Hi, Tom. True. Tom True Blue Hughes, they call him. Oh, True Blue. Yeah. Wow. I did <laughs> so, not know they called him that. He wants to know what our biggest gaming sin is. He says, for example, I have never played Zelda. I'm a passionate gamer, pride myself on my experiences throughout my life and the different generations, but somehow I've never played a Zelda game. So he's wow. not just talking about the first Zelda or anything. He's talking about all the all Zelda Zeldas. games. Yeah, that's like, that's, I feel like you had to go out of your way for that one, right? <clears throat> that's a, I mean, I, I didn't that's a own, tough one. Yeah, I didn't own a Nintendo console between the NES and the Wii. But you still found a way to beat all those games. But I still managed to to play um, at least Ocarina of Time and some Majora's Mask. Hold and on, wait. Have we established you've not played Link to the Past? That is my biggest gaming sin. Oh my gosh. Whoa. A Link to the Past. I have still never played it. What are you I'm even at- doing here? <laughs> so what my, are you doing here? My mind is blown. <laughs> yeah, so my... The best Zelda my, is the one you've never played. I know. So my wife and my uh, and my boy, they uh, have a 2DS and 3DS, respectively. So my plan is to pick it up on the eShop and play through it, you know, pretty soon here. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I hope uh, it holds up though. Like we, there, oh, we've no, that, game, that game holds nostalgia. up. That game is still really good. All right, I played the game a year ago. It was I, so I good. Did, I loaded up an emulator on the iPad, and my plan was to play that game. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't like playing games on the iPad very much. Yeah, I so. hate it. 
but anyway so that that's my biggest gaming sin what about you guys man that's a big one i don't i don't think i can top that <laughs> i'm just still disgusted completely <laughs> i am appalled and ashamed for you yep 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 um i have to think for a second because i i just feel like anything i say now and it kind of like, pales in comparison, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> David's like, I'd never played Crash Bandicoot 3. I actually have never played that one, but... <laughs> <laughs> How could you, David? Jeez. <laughs> um, well, the one I was going to say before Adam dropped that Megaton... <laughs> I should have gone last. <laughs> um, is, uh, oh man, I just totally forgot what it was now. Shoot. Hey, Mike, you have one? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh gosh! Is, aren't podcasts exciting? <laughs> I totally had it, and I forgot I, it. I know. I, I legitimately like. I'm trying to think if there's some major release out there that I just completely missed the boat on. Like that, I, I can't. I played a lot of games, guys. Okay, mm. I've got one. I mean, this might not be that huge, but um, I've never finished Super Mario Galaxy Two. Yeah, you know what? I'm in the same boat. Okay, I'm I'm the same boat. I I played the heck out of the first one. I even and beat then, like the Luigi part. Yeah, yeah I loved the first one, and then I got the second one. I think after I had already gotten my PS3, and like I had, I was getting, I had grown accustomed to a certain way of life uh, <laughs> in HD, and then to go back to the Wii, I was just like, really oh funny. gosh, like yeah. I wish they would remaster that game because I would gladly play it. But oh man, I played like 40 minutes of Mario Galaxy, and I'm like, that, that's enough of that. I wow. feel like that is a gaming sin for Mike. Yeah, that's yeah a okay. Sin. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I've I have never played through uh, Mario Galaxy. Uh, it's like a man. ten. I tried it though. I mean, I tr- yeah, it's well, ten out of ten. That game. I guess that's what you're into. That's a five out of five burritos right there. Five out of five whole pizzas. Oh um, my gosh. Okay, I've got another one. This one is like this. Actually, is kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I've ever actually admitted this on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, I've never beaten Final Fantasy VII. Gross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But I tell her, I no, sing no, no. phrases all the time. No, I get it. Cause like, but about, I've never beaten it. About 30, 30 hours in that game, it becomes unplayable. No. <laughs> you get your face it's out of nothing, here. It's nothing but mini games left. It's like 40 oh, hours man. left of mini games. That, and... That's dirty lies. You don't have to play the mini games. You can just go straight to Sephiroth. He's really not that tough. <laughs> okay, I've got one more gaming sin for you. Um, okay. I actually really liked Fable 3. Oh, is that a sin? I I would call that a sin because a lot of people really did not like it. Hmm. They they kind of stu- they kind of call it the beginning of the downward downward spiral of uh, Peter Molyneux. Is is Peter Molyneux here? PM Molyneux oh, here. Oh, he's here. Hey, oh, P- what are you talking about? The downward spiral? <laughs> well, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say you've kind of lost your luster as of late? I haven't lost anything. I'm Peter <laughs> Molyneux. <laughs> top of my game oh, 100% speaking of I'm gonna game, change how, your life with my next game how's you see God? the next game <laughs> is gonna turn the world into Mars turn the world into Mars <laughs> but pretty and soon now, we'll all be Martians you now, see will, will you be able to fart to the Martians <sighs> of course <laughs> I'm being mulling you I like that on, on either side of this we have not thought this joke through at all no this just <laughs> happened this just started and it's amazing and i love it and peter molyneux thank you so much for uh taking the time out of your yeah. busy schedule thank you thank you yeah. peter molyneux he's a sweetheart of a man he's a, uh, he's a, he's little, a little he's a little cocksure i would say <laughs> oh my goodness a little aggressive 
That's not a bad word, right? Is I, it? I, I, half of it is. <laughs> I should no. bleep it. It would sound way dirtier. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure that's just a thing you say like when someone's cocky. Uh, oh, heavens. My goodness. Oh, heavens, God. David. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Watch cocks- your filthy mouth. Quite the cheeky monkey. Is a word, cocksure is a word that means presumptuously or arrogantly confident. It's yeah. a word like in the seedy underbelly of no. society. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's... Uh, like gangsters that- who weren't raised right by their parents. Like, they throw no. that kind of language around between each other all the time, but... <laughs> We don't talk like that on here, David. I'm sure we have some uh, some English majors in here that are going to be like, you guys think that's a bad word. What's wrong with you? Mm, mm, I can mm. almost guarantee no English majors are listening to this show. I, I <laughs> feel like I feel like it's like, like that pretty confidently. I'm sure we shook them after the uh, the first few minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last time uh, we talked a little bit. Well. Yeah, let's let's go into this one. Last time we talked a little bit about limiting game time on your topic, David. Uh, yeah, no, sure I'm pretty um, sure I talked about not limiting game time. We chat, <laughs> yeah, we chatted about the spidey sense that a parent gets uh, when their kids need to go outside and stop playing the video games. Uh-huh. Um, so, friend of the show, Just Illa, oh, just he Illa. wrote in. He he got a little piece to say on that one. Oh, okay. He says. <clears throat> <clears throat> He says, so I've been raised by a single mom who's pretty liberal. She parents passively, so this may just be me. Uh, My mom lets me play as long as I want. I have about four hours of school work at night. Um, So when I get a chance to play for several straight hours, I take it. Because I don't know when and I'll get it again. Yeah. So my mother realizes that and lets me police myself. Now in a month, I'll be 18 years of age. Hmm. Uh, I I don't know why I added the years of age. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, that, that was in that just, was in brackets. That just was in making brackets. his uh, modicum of speech a slight bit more <laughs> eloquent. So in a month he'll be eighteen. So spending my time playing video games is much better than what most eighteen-year-olds try to do with their time, like running around under the bridge underpass saying "cocksure." David. These <laughs> 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 <Jeez>, guys. <laughs> My mom will suggest that I stop at times, but she doesn't do more than that. Huh. That that being said, I do think, oh crap, I've just sat here for three straight hours. And normally I go read a book or work out. I honestly don't know if I would play all day if I could. If any of your children get really into gaming, then they'll probably take AP and honors classes because games make kids smart. I agree and, with that statement. And then, he says in closing, they will have four hours of homework <laughs> problem solved <laughs> so man there you go he yeah he nailed the it the games will sort themselves out yeah, by yeah they, you they lots definitely of do if you are responsible as a human being and that can apply all the way down to teenage years um then i mean you your game time is self-limited and that is definitely sort of along the lines of what we we settled on but yeah it's yeah. nice to hear that from a like a current high schooler's yeah, point of yeah. view yeah so, yeah so thank you just illa yeah jay illa nailed it i mean <laughs> jay, jay, illa. jay illa i'm shortening it he's been he's 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 reached the next phase in, in his Man, rapper it, fandom but you know where he like the same number of syllables yeah it works <laughs> okay. on a lot of levels it's still brand recognizable that's the important yeah, part that's yeah true. uh but true. Like, you know that's basically what adult life is like so yeah you're gonna you're gonna work and work and you're gonna get home and you probably have more work to do and then whenever you get the the moment, you will take all that sweet, sweet gaming time you can. <laughs> so next question comes from friend of the show, Kimmy Davis. Oh, Kimmy. Hey, Kim. Good old Kimmy. She says, thoughts from episode 35. Oh. Taco Douglas, Mike, 
definitely has a character creator problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry White, Adam, uh, likely has tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> and David J. Tate, pizza always wins, which I feel like that's a good slogan for life. It's definitely happening again. So pizza I think she's wins. right. <laughs> Very smart. Wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all right you guys audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of their choice and a free 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com slash sbf vgs and choose from over 180,000 audio programs man download a title free start listening it's fun and easy and good to do good to do that's a lot of so, books adam it's it's so many it's books so many audiobooks. And, of all the books out there, I feel like I don't know where to get started with my free book I'm about to order. <laughs> well, do you have a recommendation? Help you. Can you help me? This is where I'm going to help you all out, right. Mike. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I feel like if you haven't read this, it's fantastic, it's glorious, it's ridiculous. Why not listen to it while you're waiting for the new SBF VGS podcast to drop? You listen to our show, then you go listen to an audiobook. Two weeks later, you'll be done with that book. Next thing you know, Guess what? A fortnight has passed. Whoa. Podcast Whoa. again. It's I kind of Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me, let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Wow. Nice. <laughs> right, so. I love that Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> that's probably the best impression. It's probably the here. best walking on this show. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams, narrated by Stephen Fry. Oh, st- oh my gosh. He's the voice of the book, if you ever have seen the movie. He's the voice well, of The yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide book. to the Galaxy. It's an audiobook, Dave. No, no, I mean... If <laughs> that's you've how audiobooks work. Goes without saying that he's the voice of the book. That's how audiobooks no, work. But, no, but I mean, in the movie, he's the voice of the book. It's not a movie. You, I mean, if there, you there try to watch it, you'll be sorely disappointed. That movie was written by <laughs> Douglas Adams, Mike. I would keep my mouth shut if I were you. <laughs> All right, you can check that out on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. That's audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Yeah, hey, I'd like to add one more recommendation while we're on the topic of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What, the Martian? No. (laughs) Get out of here with your Martian. Come on, guys. Um, uh, The the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the radio drama is also on there. And that is also really good. Because that no. actually came before the book. There was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio drama, and then he turned that into a book. So you Ooh. can also get that on Audible. So even if you've so, already read the the uh, yeah, it's also slightly book. different. Like every version of Hitchhiker's Guide is different. It's also different. So it's pretty cool. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. There was All right, you guys, are you ready for the meat and potatoes of the show? Yes, I sure am. The topics. But I don't remember what any of them are. <laughs> the topics. So who wants to go first? We have three topics, each oh, of us. Oh, I want to go first. I want to talk about the, div- uh, the division so bad. The long division. The long division. I love arithmetic, <sighs> you guys. In particular, division. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the division. All right, guys, all of the goofuses. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. It's a solid goose, you solid, guys. Yeah, oh, solid there's goof. nothing wrong with these goose. I, I heard a solid goose. A this solid is a goose? solid goose. That's the worst kind of goose. 
<laughs> All right, go for it, David. All right, so my topic is Dat Division Beta. Mm. D-A-T? Yeah, D-A-T. Oh my goodness. That's right. Digital audio tape. Nobody knows what that means, but that's that's an acronym that I know from the 90s. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I got into the beta. Adam got into the beta. Mike was left out into the cold. Mm, yes. Into the cold. Um and uh, I'm, it's very I'm sorry, lonely Mike. out here. If you if you'd like to chime in, you could go watch some of our YouTube videos and get us some views on it. Oh, while you're in the maybe thumbs up it. I kind of uh, feel like if you're in an open world and you don't look like Lincoln, I don't care. Well, <laughs> that is, that remains to be seen whether that's possible. Okay, that's fair. But, that's fair. Um, anyway, so the division beta happened uh, the last weekend in January, mm. and I have played. I spent basically Saturday and Sunday almost entirely playing the game. And, uh, and that's saying something because there's only two missions in it. Um, (laughs) uh, Two full missions. There's also like side quests and stuff. I don't, I don't know if you ran into any of that stuff. Um, They're, they're kind of tricky to find. Um, We'll, we'll get into that in a second. I just want to explain what was in the beta before we go delving into how it was. Yeah. Um, So there's like, I would say less than a third of the full map, maybe a third, maybe a third of the full map. Okay. Um, in the, in the game, uh, most of that was a like free open area that you can like run around and explore in. Uh, there's like a hub world in the beginning where you can like meet up with other players, but then you leave that and go into the main world where you can like do some story missions and you don't run into other players there, but you can play co-op with them there. Um, so if you find someone in the main hub world, you can like join their group and then go into the, uh like campaign area wait and wait a second here okay in the tower they call it the tower i haven't no i haven't i haven't <laughs> that played is not this what they call it. i haven't played this beta uh-huh are you trick as you just are you just describing destiny like no. are you just trying to sneak in a destiny topic no i'm not all right <laughs> really what we did we just we just played destiny all weekend destiny like, all the time, so <laughs> if memory serves destiny is a sci-fi game that takes place about uh what 700 years in the future um there are guardians there's three classes yeah yeah there's the blues traveler we're good yeah there's the blues traveler the blues traveler this takes place in the near future in real life new york um like you can go to streets that exist i can go I, i'm gonna do i was gonna do this tonight but instead we recorded the podcast but you can actually walk to the street that my work is on and see the building that i work in that's awesome so that's pretty cool yeah that's really cool um but Okay, so l- I'm not done explaining the world yet. So okay. we've got the world where you do your campaigns, <laughs> yes. uh, your campaign missions, um, and then you have what is called the dark zone, mm-hmm. which is an area you go into, um, and you will see players running around in it again. But the cool thing about this mode, or this area, is that at any time, a player that you run into could decide, you know what, I like what this guy has, and I want to kill him and take it. And so that's pretty cool. It's not um, very nice. No, it's not nice, but it happens. And so if you do that enough to another player, this was my favorite part of the game, by the way. If you decide to go rogue is what they call it and like steal stuff from other players, uh, you get these like rogue, you get like rogue status that goes up to level five, I believe. And if mm. your rogue status gets to level five, it starts a manhunt mission that everyone in the dark area, the dark zone, Oh, excuse me. And everyone in the dark zone gets a notification. This guy's gone rogue. He's level five. Go <laughs> kill him and you will get a huge reward. 
That's awesome. And if you, by the way, if you are the person that's gone rogue and you survive that, then you get like a huge, like, like bonus. Like you get, uh, Eric and I have played a little bit. We started calling them dark bucks. Um, (laughs) you can like buy like stuff that you can only buy in the dark zone using these dark bucks. And, um, anyway, it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, so I played some with, with Eric. Uh, I played some with, uh, Ultima kills, who is a friend of the show. I, I oh, used yeah. to play Destiny with him. And uh, anyway, it, I had a good time. But Adam, I'm really curious. Everyone knows how I feel about the game. They've seen my gameplay videos on our YouTube. But how do you feel? Maybe they haven't seen it. Maybe if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. But Adam, how do you feel okay, about so, The Division? So I fired it up an hour too late to play with David, apparently. Um, <laughs> we were supposed well, to play. to be fair, an hour too late is 2.30 a.m. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got on at like 11 or whatever, 11, 15. No, so, 2.30. Um, 2.30. Um, <laughs> so initially, um, my response to it was, I, you know, I started playing and there's, you know, some walking around to get to wherever you can start playing the game for real. And mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of walking for a long time and I'm like, all right, this is, it's pretty. It's This is a pretty game. Like, I'm just kind of looking around the snow and the reflections and the cars and everything. It's very pretty. And, um, and as I get to the base and kind of start the game for real, you know, there were some cutscenes and stuff before that, and, and that all seems pretty solid. Um, and But when I get to the base, it, it starts to hook me a little bit so like Mm. the um you know ahead of time you you realize the premise of the game is that uh someone has let loose a weaponized virus um on new york city on black friday so it like spreads like wildfire because everyone's out like you know indulging in their consumerism so um (laughs) so you know like the heathens they are yeah (laughs) so it spreads like crazy and basically then these factions have taken over the city um and and you're you're an agent sent in to like try to restore order, and so that was kind of a, that hooked me. The premise hooked me for sure. And then getting to that place where you're in the base and you have to and you realize kind of what you're going to start doing. These different missions are going to um, basically bring a doctor back to this base so you can get a clinic going, and and all these various things you know that are going to happen and and start to restore order like that. That to me was really appealing. Um, and so I I kind of. I started to get hooked a little bit. So I start running out there in the streets. I'm going on a, the first mission or whatever. I started noticing just like kind of going through the menus. There's, there are some uh, similar similarities to destiny to where, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you take down an enemy and you're picking up his gloves and stuff. You're like, Oh cool. I'll equip these gloves. And they're a little bit better armor, you know, like yeah. these kind of things. Um, and the same with weapons and stuff. So, um, but as I got out there, I started, you know, toying with the cover mechanics, the shooting mechanics, um, and I did not like them. Uh-oh. And I was like, you know, I I like third-person cover-based shooters a lot. I play a lot of them, and I, I'm playing Tomb Raider right now, and um, just just was playing Uncharted recently. And both of those games feel really good when you're in the shooting um you know, you're taking cover, you're popping up and shooting and stuff. And this one, it felt very different. And I was thinking, oh, it feels different, but it's it's not a bad difference. It's just different, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to make myself get used to it. And I get into the first kind of like heavy firefight mm-hmm. where it's like there's just like waves and waves of enemies coming into this room. And I was just like, 
<laughs> there would there would be these little things where they would throw a grenade and so it highlights the area red and you're like okay get out of that area so you can not die like okay yeah so um and i don't know if it was just like holdover from playing tomb raider and uncharted but it was like i i would like go to get out of that area and then my guy would start running around like a fool like what? just sprinting and all and like i couldn't attach to cover again and i was like what is happening like and i would die i'm like ah, this that's really frustrating like that doesn't feel good you know like huh. when you when you're sitting there and like i don't know what it is like typically in those games you hit circle and you dodge you roll or something and you get out of the way but in this game oh. it was just like no you hit circle and you're just gonna run like an idiot out in the middle of the game <laughs> i was so, like okay so what so was I happening to... is circle makes you climb over stuff yeah and yeah, x so is the I, cover button i eventually got that and so i was like okay but after a couple of times like doing that firefight i actually out loud a couple of times my wife's in the room a couple of times said like I don't like this. Oh <laughs> you know, no! Like, like it was just like it was not. I I really was bothered by the the pop the just the way it felt like the the actual cover and shooting mechanics. I didn't like it at first, and but I was like you know I'm curious to see what else this game has, and the premise had already hooked me. So I was like okay, well I'll I'll, I'll power through this. Like it's this is not the gameplay is not what I'm was hoping for on the surface, but you know, we'll see. And it, it, I had totally admit it was mostly my fault. So, <laughs> um, user anyway, error. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I started, I started getting it further in and I, I, I can, I, I finished the first mission and I start, and then it was like, Oh, uh, the beta is over. Like that's all the missions. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> so, um, like that, it was just starting to get me. I was starting, I was starting to, you know, get over my, distaste for the cover mechanics and the shooting. Um, and then, so I went, then I ventured into the dark zone. Um, and I, I really hadn't done any research and I was just kind of running wild in there. I was like, Oh, this is the PVP area. And so uh -huh. I just started shooting everybody oh, nice. and having a good time. And that was fun. Um, but it really, the, I don't know, just the actual moment to moment gameplay was an acquired taste for me. I, I didn't hmm. instantly love the way it felt. Um, all that said, though, I really did, um, like I said, you know, a couple times I, I really did like the, the setup and the, it's like I said, it's, it's gorgeous. And, um, but yeah, the, the gameplay did border on frustrating for me. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you can definitely tell it's a, a beta. It's a work in progress. They're like the enemies say the same things over and over again, <laughs> like a PS2 yeah. game, you know, <laughs> like don't let them sneak up on us. You know, <laughs> like, they'll say that again and again and again. Um, but you know, all that stuff I'm sure will get ironed out and they'll have, you know, more dialogue and, and different things or tone that down a little bit. But yeah, um, that was my initial reaction. I had kind of mixed feelings about it, but by the end of my playtime, I was, I, I was having a good time with it. I did like it. Nice. So I would say I give the beta three and a half out of five burritos. Oh, that's not bad for a, for a beta. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So I sounded pretty, I actually, well, I guess I, I tried to keep myself pretty neutral in my description of the game. Uh, mm -hmm. while while I was setting it up, but I probably sounded really glowing. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say I did like the controls right away. That is a difference that you and I have. Um, okay. I it bought, but it did take me a while to get used to them. Like I liked them, but I kept pushing circle when I wanted to take cover, and I would climb mm -hmm. over my cover instead of going into my cover. Also, there was this oh, cool, I did that many times. <laughs> yeah, there was this cool trick that you could do if you were in cover. You could like point your cursor at another piece of cover and hold X down. And if you hold X down, you'll run to that other piece of cover and then get in cover. 
Yeah. Which is cool. And uh, like you wouldn't even have to like actually control your character. You, your character kind of does this little roadie run mm-hmm. and, and will like go to that other cover. And I, I used that mechanic quite a bit and I enjoyed it. Uh, also, another cool mechanic is if you went to the edge of cover and held your analog stick like in that same direction, you would round the corner of that cover automatically and not leave cover. Mm-hmm. And so that was another cool little touch. So th- these are little, just little uh, like gameplay minute to minute touches that I, that I really started to pick up on and enjoy. And what yeah. that tells me so is it's really I, deep gameplay. Like it's going to take a while to master. And I love that personally. I, yeah. To me, the cover mechanics felt a little bit dated. Like, oh, I mean, interesting. even like that kind of stuff is cool, but it, it felt old to me. Like when I, you know, like, you know, the way the last of us handles cover or the way the tomb Raiders uh, games where you don't handle you cover where, automatically go into it. You yeah. Mean? If you're a firefight and you get next to cover, she does down or, or Joel will duck down in the last of us, you know, and, and it just, I don't know. There's something so much more fluid about that than having to like hit a button to stick to cover and, and go down hmm. like mechanically. It's I don't know. So that I, to me see, felt I found kind myself, of dated. I found myself loving that, uh, preferring that actually to last of us. Um, but that's uh, interesting. We have a different opinion here. Mm. So, yes. um, but I, I just want to, I just want to talk about, uh, one quick experience I had in the dark zone and then Mike can stop falling asleep over there because he has nothing to say <laughs> about any of this but uh, I actually I think he may have left but <laughs> he's off, he's off eating pizza he's eating pizza I'm watching Netflix <laughs> Shh. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway uh, I was in the dark zone with uh, Ultima and Eric and um, we were like, and, and, uh, like a rando somewhere that we just kind of added to our group um, and we were like, so one of the things you do in these dark zones is you can go find AI characters to kill, like non-player characters, mm-hmm. shoot them, and they'll drop items that are quote-unquote infected, but then if you have a helicopter come and like you can you can like shoot up a flare in these certain sections of the map and have a helicopter come to the helipad and you can put these items on the helicopter and they'll like disinfect them for you. Mm-hmm. And then you can go pick them up at your stash back at your base. Um, that's cool. And so that's a pretty fun mechanic. And it's cool because when you shoot up the flare, anyone nearby will see that. And like if they so <laughs> you have to wait like a minute and a half before the helicopter arrives. So if someone's feeling particularly nefarious, they can run up and kill you and take the items that you're getting ready to airdrop. Yeah, because they know uh, it's probably something good. Yeah, if they yeah, so <laughs> they can pick it up and like they can kill you, pick it up and like use that same airdrop and just take it for themselves. Oh, um, so that's rats. pretty cool. But one of the servers I connected to when I was in the drop zone, we none of us were feeling like going rogue apparently. So we were just in this like drop zone area. There were probably like at least ten people. I feel like there were ten people. Um, I I think the limit might be eight though, but it felt like ten. I don't know. There, <laughs> the limit may not be ten or eight or whatever anyways we were all standing in a circle and uh there's this emote uh system in the game where if you uh push i think if you push down on the d-pad um you can like select different emotes to do and one of them for some reason is jumping jacks (laughs) (laughs) and you just had some nice pt out there in the uh, the snow of us stood around the circle of the helipad and did jumping jacks with each other For, for a good minute while we were waiting for the helipad to or the helicopter to arrive and it, it was a sight to behold i tell you <laughs> that's so, awesome <laughs> anyway that's the division it's fun i think uh i do think that the beta made it a little bit unclear what 
like what you were supposed to do in the dark zone. Yeah, um, I, it, I don't know that it was just like find the entrance to the dark zone. I was like, okay, and yeah. I saw a bunch of people fighting, and probably one guy who had gone rogue, and everyone was fighting him because he had like a yeah. flamethrower and all this cool stuff. And I was oh, like, oh, oh let's wait. take that guy down. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I just thought it was a PvP area, and I was like, I'll team up with these bros and we'll take <laughs> yeah. him down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that they have some uh, like tutorial missions to like kind of give you the the basics of what you're supposed to do in the dark zone and also i kind of hope that there is more to do in the dark zone than what is currently in the beta i have no Mm -hmm. idea if all you can do in the dark zone is what was currently in the beta that could get old in one weekend because i was like okay i had a good time playing but i'm done for now i can't wait for the full game you know as as long as reviews are good but if the the game uh, comes out just based on the beta or I mean, I'm sure you'll probably hop into the open beta too. Um, yeah, definitely. But, uh, based on what you played, are you more or less interested in, in buying it? I am. Let's put it this way. I'm less concerned that it's going to be bad. Um, oh, okay. But it could be a destiny, uh, style situation where it feels fun until you run out of content. Yeah. And then it's like suddenly not fun anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm going to wait for some reviews and I want to see that they say, Oh no, this game has plenty of content. And if I see that in a review, then I'm going to buy it. Yeah. But I'm not going to pre-order. I still can't pre-order because I, I've been bitten by destiny before. So, uh, so yeah, there's yeah. my thoughts. Mike, I, do you have anything? Thing, oh, uh, no. yeah. My, my favorite part of this topic was when Adam revealed himself as a secret mar- uh, market research assistant. Uh-huh. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, would you uh, would you uh, be more likely to recommend this game to your family and friends, or less likely? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, there you go. I work for uh, work for Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, so nice. here's here's I'm reserving judgment. I haven't played the beta. I don't want to just toss an opinion out there and and, uh, and sound foolish. I would never do that. Oh um, no, of course. Right, 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 of course right, 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 right. So did this beta right. give you guys any indication? Because here's here's my concern. My concern yeah. is that it's less uh, less like Destiny in that, like, oh, the gameplay. Because the gameplay for Destiny is actually really good. My concern hey, is, it's, wow. is it's more like Destiny in that, uh, yeah, you can you can play it by yourself, but why would you do that? Because there's no there's no real story to pay attention to. Yeah, no, there, I mean, you can definitely, I mean, it seems like there's definitely going to be a single player campaign that you can play co-op if you want. But you're not going to just be running into people while you're playing through the campaign. Like, you're not going to run into, like, people that are real people. Um, you can invite people, but you know what I mean? Like, Destiny has this, like, always online. People are just going to be running into areas that you're running around in. And so it will always feel online. Um, but I definitely got the sense during the Division missions, the two that I played, you know, by myself, it, you know, they feel like their own campaign. So, yeah. 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 You yeah. I'm with that, you. Adam. I'm with you. Like I played, I, I played the, the whole, you know, thing by myself. And I, that was one thing I took away that I, I was uh, about to mention was that it, it actually is fun by yourself to play it solo. Like, cause you know, in destiny, when you play by yourself, it's, it feels really like, like it's really missing something to not play with other people in destiny. Yeah. Um, and on this, I was like, oh, this is fine. This is like, this is a good game. And, you know, it's, it's fun to play solo. Like, I'm sure it's better with other people. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. But it's it's not 
you know, it's not bad by itself. Not to say that Destiny is bad by itself, but it does have a lonesome quality to it when you're solo. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, if that answers your question. Well, it remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, I would say really right now, the only thing holding me back is, well, the campaign's good, but it's five hours, you know, like mm. then I probably won't get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. Right, so Michael. Michael. Yes. Your topic. Is my, good, uh, my turn? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me check my email. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, would you like me to read your topic for you? Uh, no, no. I got the email. I'm good. <laughs> I wrote it down in this email. Man, you're so prepared. Well, the thing is... Super professional podcast I'm, guy. I'm Lopez. a professional podcast guy. It's kinda, <laughs> this is kind of my whole thing. It's kind of what it's I'm known thing, for. Huh? Oh, I'm totally in the wrong... The wrong ep- that was last episode. <laughs> oh, no. That was the last episode's topics. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I wrote this while I was at the doctor's office. Uh-huh. So is, I don't, that, is that some sort of excuse? No, I don't remember what I was doing because I was getting <laughs> He was shot. all hopped up on pain meds. Yeah. They, oh, were you now? No. All right. I can't find it. I'll wing it. Okay. <laughs> so if I remember what I wrote, which I don't, I think it was something along the lines of, um, how, what do you guys, what do you guys think of cosmetic DLC? There we go. What do you guys think feel costume about costume packs, mounts, <laughs> ETC? Do you find yourself ever purchasing purely aesthetic content or is it a concept so ridiculous? You find yourself laughing haughtily at those who do. Like a rich <laughs> medieval lord showing humorous disdain for the poorly educated serfs. That definitely sounds like what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> That's in, what you wrote. Yeah. And I just, I just read it in my best David voice. Yeah, I do, good job, I man. do laugh haughtily at commoners who buy cosmetic <laughs> DLC. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Have you guys ever, and, and this runs the game across all games, have you ever bought any DLC for a game that was just purely aesthetic? It was just like yes. a costume pack. David, you're into this. I will sort of. Well, you I'm either are or you aren't. It. So, I mean, well, okay. It's so a yes if or I no hit, question. If, if I like the game just kind of, then, then I yes. don't. All right. No, 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 I <laughs> <Yes>. don't. <laughs> if the game's like, yeah, I'll play this once, then I don't worry about any of that stuff because that is completely worthless. Um, and that includes games like Mass Effect. Like I played Mass Effect once and you can buy like armor and stuff, right? Can't you buy DLC armor and stuff? That's all multiplayer from- stuff. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I didn't buy any of that. Um, however, Heroes of the Storm, I have bought, I have purchased quite a quite give me, a bit give me give me a dollar amount i can't <laughs> how, I how deep no, in the hole are you david i have no clue i don't even know how to know <laughs> that's real that. bad <laughs> yeah. i just gave them uh, my credit card and it's uh, whatever it takes no it's, it's, like, it it's like uh buddies who play league of legends like it's free to play like how did you spend two hundred dollars on this game well, no, i haven't spent that much that's for sure <laughs> um i've probably spent around sixty dollars on the game that that if i had to guess but it's been over the course of like two years or a year and a half so, you know, it, it, it's different. It's not like I just spent $60 and I was done with it. I spent $60 over the course of a year and a half. Like, basically, the way I see, especially with free-to-play games, if I am playing the game regularly, I'm like, you know what? I feel like these guys have earned some more money, and I oh, really okay. like that costume pack. I think it's pretty cool. So, here you go. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I, if I find value in it, then I, I give value. You know what I mean? Ah, okay. I like that approach. That's nice. So that's, that's kind of my approach. And I have the money right now being a single bachelor. Like I can, I have some uh, disposable income that I can throw at stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, 
So, you know, I, but I just try not to go nuts with it. Okay. You know? that's, completely, yeah. that's completely fair. Adam, where, so, where do you fall on this? So I, I almost never buy this stuff. Almost <laughs> so, never, but you have. I, I must have at some point. Okay. I, I'm trying to think <laughs> of something I bought. It was probably like for Little Big Planet or something, you know? Um, I, but I can't, I can't remember. But, um, and it's not because some of it's not cool or, or worth buying. It's just because I'm a cheapskate through and through. <laughs> um, but I have been definitely tempted by certain cosmetic DLC, like the Rocket League DeLorean or oh, like man. the various Arkham Knight bat suits and stuff. Like, I feel like if there was ever a game that was going to hook me into buying cosmetic DLC, it would have have, it would have have to have been uh, a Batman game, one of the Arkham games, yeah. you know? I came and close it, on Batman a few times, but I'm like, no, I already paid 60 bucks for this. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's where I feel like cosmetic DLC belongs is, is like what Dave was talking about, though. Like the uh, free-to-play, you know? If you like the game a lot, you play it a lot. You know, no harm done in... Uh, in supporting the developer a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what happens to me with overwatch because I anticipate when that game comes out, it's not, it's not going to be free on, on PC. Even it's going to be $40 mm. um, on PS4. It's going to be $60 heavens. Um, but you just know that they're going to be releasing costumes for the various characters. And if I'm playing like hundreds of hours of that game, am I going to buy more stuff for it? I don't know. I have no idea at this point. They they have said, at least as of right now, they have no plans to release paid DLC as in new maps and new characters. Like those supposedly will always be free yeah. according to their current plan. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know what? I, I actually ran this question by my son who's nine mm-hmm. um, because I wanted, I wanted a fresh take on this, you know, someone mm-hmm. who's not in the, the you know as some people refer to it the echo chamber yeah um, someone who's all, not you know talk yeah someone, someone who's not talk to other gamers old. all the time who, <laughs> who who you know listens to podcasts about games and stuff like you know so i asked him like so would you he's sitting there playing animal crossing on 3ds you know i'm like would you buy like if you could make your little animal crossing guy look like mario but it didn't do anything it didn't actually change like how the game plays um, would you pay real money? Not, not bells, not the, the, not the, um, animal crossing currency, Wait, animal but crossing like real money. Bells? Yeah, bells. it's bells. I've never played animal crossing, so I don't know. So Man, yeah, you're not, how would not bells, bells worth anything? So, they're worth a lot. Dude, so, they're made out of metal. <laughs> so yeah, how, you, I was like, knobs, you know, because you could. they're attached to doors, silly. Oh yeah. You got me there. I just, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I was like, would you pay real money to make your little guy look like Mario? Like, you know, like two bucks, three bucks. And he was like, he looked at me like I was a, like I was a crazy person. Oh no. He was like, it doesn't do anything to the game though. You just look different. (sighs) No. Why would I ever do that? Oh man. He is so you. (laughs) I I hope your response to that was you took his amiibos and threw them right in the trash. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh good i've been oh, trying to make room on this fired. show forever oh <laughs> thank you fired. so glad oh, you yeah, answered so my question that's different though amiibos oh, are so at least uh-huh. they're at least a physical thing that you get uh-huh <laughs> in real life whatever you have to tell yourself 
they out of a purpose sitting on a shelf looking cool like at, when at the very lowest li- level when all of us just keep vr goggles on all the time and live in the virtual world there's not going to be a difference <laughs> between physical and virtual items oh my gosh <laughs> you got me there <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the take. Blown minds tonight. That's the take of the Reading House. Okay, we don't buy that nonsense, right? But if the game's free, you might consider it if you really like it. If I really fell in love with the free to play game and I started getting that guilty feeling, like man, I put like a hundred hours into this thing over the last like two years. (laughs) Maybe maybe I should shell out like two fifty for a costume pack. Man, you are so cheap. Okay, so Adam, I, you are you're not alone here. I'm in the same okay. boat. I don't oh, think no. I I don't think I've ever paid for cosmetic DLC in my life. Oh man. Ever. And that's for like, Adam, and not even games. not even the infamous one, like the, the horse armor from Oblivion. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no I played Oblivion not. did not do that. I did not <laughs> No, Oblivion did do that. No, no, no. I, I did. I bought I, I owned oh, Oblivion. You didn't I never I never did that. I see. Uh I didn't buy the DeLorean for Rocket League, and I love Rocket League. Uh and you wow. love DeLoreans. Especially like Back to the Future. But that's ones. still on the fe- you're still on the fence about that one, right? No? About about the DeLorean? I feel yeah. like that ship has sailed now. I, yeah, it really has. The time's over. Wow. The moment's gone. <laughs> He was close. Was. He was close. I remember hearing like you wanted that I really, really bad. And then I changed my mind because it cost money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of how my brain works. Um, Man. So, and we talked about this a little bit in the past. Like, I, I'm not into cosmetic DLC. I don't, I would never normally do that. But Street Fighter V had, has got me until a Hot little, a little bit. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, you have like, Hot you have Hot re- <laughs> Like, Brock Manpex is on the screen. I just, <laughs> it just seems right. <laughs> oh man! So he got. I could see him looking off into the distance as he was saying that. Mike, I could, I could no, see you just kind of. Well, you're not wrong. He's in my dreams just about yeah. every night. <laughs> he just, okay. he just looks so strong. He does. He looks so strong. <laughs> Okay. All right, hang on. I'm going to turn so this you question think Street on Fighter its head. 5, you, think, you think Street Fighter Five might actually swing you though to, well, to actually so purchasing kind of some because cosmetic? I, I thought uh, I thought Hot Ryu looked super hot, and uh, some of the costumes like well, these are interesting. Like maybe I'll chill out, even if it's reasonable. It's like oh, it's five bucks or something like that. Like yeah, I, I know your angle. Wait a second here. Wait, I know your angle because your wife doesn't want to sit around watching a fighting game, so you're thinking you're going to entice her. With hot Ryu on the screen. <laughs> so you can play tons of Street Fighter V all the live long day. Your logic is very sound. <laughs> but does hot Ryu ultimately have flawed. physics? Ultimately flawed because she's not into beards and she hates oh. Street Fighter. Oh. So oh. it would be 100% from, 100% from me. But wait, Mike, does, <laughs> does hot Ryu have pec physics though? Um, Maybe that'll entice In my you. heart, he does. I don't know on screen because... <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, well, there's... So now... This kind of brings me to a video that leaked uh, in the last week. Oh, where it leaked out like all Ooh. these like costumes that were going to be part of these co- upcoming costume packs. Oh, oh boy! My. And now I'm I'm kind of torn because Hot Ryu is his. I mean, he's Hot Ryu. I mean, guys, you've seen it. Yeah, enough That's, said. He's all right, but uh, right. Well, yeah, he's like the perfect man. But okay. aside <laughs> from that, um, and this, I mean, we've talked uh, on a little bit about this in the past. Um, but a lot of the female costumes are like really inappropriate. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I and Hot Ryu is not. Hot Ryu is not because he covers <laughs> he covers up with a beard. You see, well he doesn't oh, cover see. his chest with a beard. Well, <laughs> maybe he should. That would be a crime. 
like Tom Selleck before him. Yeah, but he's got like pants on, you know, and I feel like you get, yeah, you get yeah, some yeah, bonus yeah, points yeah, yeah. for wearing pants. And, and many of, of the female packs do not have pants. Um, they sure don't. And it's real weird. Like, oh, yeah, here's a button down military jacket, Cammy, but pants did not come with this <laughs> army issued. It's like she happened to just find that somewhere. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, a, that's a nice jacket. You going to put pants on with that? Like, I, I didn't know. No. You know, I didn't pack any pants for this tournament. Yeah. Turns out <laughs> no I got here no pants. <laughs> I, we see what, what happened was I forgot my belt, and what's the point really if you don't have a sweet belt? Um, it's like yeah, my second suitcase went to like Toledo, and uh, <laughs> you know it had all my pants. That was in my it, pants so. case. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I plan on playing this game with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of these costumes are kind of, they're, they're a little on the grosser side, uh, of that whole spectrum. Uh, so now I may not buy any of that cosmic DLC. Just, oh, yeah. man, they ruined it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So you hear that Capcom hot men, Michael will buy it <laughs> every but hot, time. But ladies, no way. Hot that's women that's crossing the line. <laughs> I'm a married man. I'm a married man. I get, I could get in real trouble. For for staring at a woman, I've, I have nothing to say about I've that. Circumvented the system. I, I will you say. I will say. You can't let me just stop turn me this, from ogling. You just got to find quest- the appropriate avenue for it. <laughs> okay. The appropriate, yeah. All right. Um, we should probably just, move topics. Wait, no. <laughs> I, I want to turn this question on its head, guys. I've been trying okay. for like five minutes. Turn it on its head. Um. Okay, so let's just say you guys had plenty of disposable income. Okay. Mm. Like like it wasn't even like you didn't even have to worry about man, if I if I don't get this DLC, I can get this coffee or whatever. Like l- let's just say <laughs> that is not something you guys think about because you have plenty of money. I like okay. that my life is so foreign, like a family life is so foreign. It's a decision between costume DLC or getting coffee. Well, I've heard you say before, <laughs> I'm not going to buy this game because then I'll have money for pizza. Like and so well, I don't have that issue by a mile. No, but I don't Coffee have that make the pool. I can buy that game and buy a pizza. So yes. I, you know, like I don't have that. So let's just say that's the case for you guys. Do you think you'd be more likely to buy cosmetic DLC? Not dramatically more. No. Wow. Adam? I just don't know. I mean, if money were no object, I mean, because really, a couple of bucks for a costume pack is nothing, right? Yeah, it's nothing. But. At the same time, it's just the value, right? It's the value proposition. I still don't want to buy waste money on something that I feel it doesn't offer me anything that I want. You don't want to look at a really cool character while you play your game? I, I feel like I'm already doing that, but it's hmm. included in the cost of the game. So yeah, sorry. Wow. I'm out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if that's yeah. the that's the exception, is if if like Shovel Knight, right? You buy the amiibo to go back to that analogy. Sure. You yeah. actually unlock a new mode. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. a, a form of DLC that I'm into. Hmm. Right. But not, not just like, oh, Shovel Knight's green now. Like if you paid $3 <laughs> and now Shovel Knight's green, like who cares if he's green? He was fine when he was blue. <laughs> Be happy with what you have. America. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Hey, <laughs> hey guys listening, tweet us like what you think about yeah, this I'm actually very I would curious. love to know in fact we should maybe do a poll when this episode yeah. comes out yeah i just want to know good idea if i'm just crazy 
If you I'm like the cr- only yeah, person I know doing that. this, or if maybe I'm what the industry calls a whale. A whale. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Okay, let's move on to Adam's topic. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> final topic of the night, my topic. Um, I, I read a little article, and it was quite interesting. Um, I'll, I'll have a little quote from it here in a second, but All right. um, basically... This topic's about AAA games. So AAA games, they're a massive undertaking to make one. Um, sometimes hundreds of people working on them at any given time. Um, you know, some people have said that the AAA creation machine actually drives people away from it who are creative. Um, so I wanted to know your guys' thoughts on like how that trend might affect the future of AAA releases. Um, and uh, yeah, if it's all doom and gloom from here. Hey, so would you mind like summarizing the article because okay yeah so the article um to go <laughs> or, or into that a little the, bit the idea so the, I, the idea is david indie games are where it's at yeah so no one wants those um, smelly old triple a games no more okay so <laughs> well that's not true because i'm someone and i i would like more. all right no no, no i love triple a games so don't get me wrong here but what i'm saying is and then what the article was saying, and basically it's on Kotaku.com, uh, mm-hmm. what it's like to work on a massive Ubisoft game. So Maxime Baudouin, oh. um, who used to be a technical architect for Ubisoft at, until he quit last year to work on indie games, he wrote a blog post entitled, Why I Quit My Dream Job at Ubisoft, talking all about the realities of AAA development. So um, a couple of phrases he tossed around were things like, that you, because the game is so huge, that one person can only contribute the tiniest fraction of it. So you mm-hmm. never feel like your contribution is worth much of anything. Um, he said, like, you're, you're a tiny drop in a bucket um, or a tiny cog in a massive machine. And hmm. so, like, anything, it, it's that that balance he talks about in the article uh, about how, you know, you would invite certain people to a meeting, but inevitably you had to leave a bunch of people out who would have had great input. But if you invited everyone to that meeting to discuss this one thing, nothing would get done. It would just be like round in circles. And so you had to kind of like intentionally leave certain people out. And it was like a painful process because you knew what they had to contribute was good. Hmm. And so it's, uh, he talks about that and just how crunch, you know, the practice of crunch, which we've all heard about, um, in the games industry where, you know, you're working like 15 hours a day. Um, you know, kind of near the end of the cycle of the development. Exactly. You're sleeping in your office, you're missing your family and all this kind of stuff on top of that feeling that your contribution is so minuscule that if you were to quit, anyone could step in and fill that role because there's hundreds and hundreds of you and you're spread out over the entire world. Um, you know, especially in Ubisoft's, uh, case. Mm -hmm. So I guess that to me is, as he's talking about it, he's talking about how that is what drove him out of wanting to be in those big game, uh, the, in that big game studio environment. Um, and so to me, you see, you see it again and again, you see like guys like Ken Levine, um, you know, leaving or scaling down irrational drastically because it's just this huge unruly beast with so many hundreds of employees, you know, and that's what it takes to make these games because the detail level is so ridiculously high now and and everyone wants their games to be bigger and bigger and better. Um, And so what it's doing is it's making 
every person's contribution so small that it's demoralizing for a creative person. So I, I kind of thought that David, you'd have some good insight on this one. Cause I know you work on huge projects uh, mm-hmm. and you're a creative guy, you know, um, does that ever ring true for you? Or do you like kind of being a part of something much bigger than yourself? Um, so yeah, that is, that is a very, you know, it's funny because I'm listening to your little synopsis right now. Um, that's exactly what my industry is like. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. my industry is like. Um, however, uh, so right now I'm a cog in the machine. I mostly remove wires from shots, you know, in, in, in TV shows like Jessica Jones and daredevil and, uh, Marco Polo and shows like that. Uh, so I've worked on those and I get to put those on my IMDB. So that's really cool. Oh yeah. But the stuff I'm doing if I do my job well, no one will even have any idea that I did it, <laughs> you know? Um, so I imagine that a lot of games development is pretty thankless like that too. You yeah, know, right? it's, it's pretty thankless. You You're know, like, in it because you love the craft of it. You love yeah. that industry, that business, but like, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, there are people that get disillusioned, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, um, oh, see, I'm just removing wires again. Oh my goodness. What, why can't I get this shot with this explosion in it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way I see it and, and so maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is just my ridiculous optimism and I shouldn't see the world this way. <laughs> but, um, the way I see it is if I keep doing a really good job, eventually they're going to get to a point where they have to give me a shot. Like maybe there's too many shots with an explosion in it. And Oh, David needs to uh, step in here and do this shot this time, even though all he's done is wire so far. And, uh, so like if I just keep showing them that I'm talented, then I will keep getting more opportunities Mm -hmm. to do cooler stuff. And then if I, consistently show them that I'm good, then eventually I'll start only getting really good shots. And then eventually I have the option possibly of raising, rising through the ranks even higher, maybe becoming a compositing supervisor. Like the way I see it, the only way I'm going to stay a cog in the machine and never make any difference is if I don't do a good enough job. Mm. And so, and so that's how I look at, at my job. And I mean, it does help that I love my job too. Like I love the craft of it. I feel like a magician, you know, yeah. like I, I have a shot. Look, there's wires in it. I remove the wires. I show someone, look, there's no wires in it. I feel like a magician, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, even do you, though it's, do you it's sometimes a lot of go, hard work, but do you sometimes go, voila. <laughs> I would, that? if it took like that amount of, if it was like that fast, then I would totally go, voila. But no, it's, it's really, the reality is like, it's a couple days of tedious painting and, freezing this part of the shot and then when the wire crosses in front of it putting that on front in front uh, you know you know what i'm saying anyways yeah it's tedious there's no there's no like easy button and uh but i just love it yeah so so that's my perspective and i i can t- i but i definitely see how someone could get disillusioned and what i think what i think it is is i think and, and i'm not saying they're invalid like they're i'm not saying their perspective is wrong yeah, um, but maybe maybe that's what they're quote unquote made for. Like maybe I'm, you know, maybe my particular set of skills has been. Wait, can you thrown? Can you kind of secret agent that up for me a little bit? You're. <laughs> I, have a per- I have a particular set of skills. Thank you. 
and and I feel like I feel like mine are more geared toward telling large stories like movies, TV shows, whatever. Yeah. But then there are some people that their set of skills is like, you know, I I would rather tell I would just rather do commercials because they're really cool and flashy mm-hmm. uh, and you don't work on them very long, but you are more likely to get really cool stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, so everyone has a different, I feel like everyone just fits in, in a different spot. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my thing. I think that there will always be a place for AAA games and I feel like there probably will always be people that want to work in AAA games because yes, they're, they're part of something bigger than they are. And two, uh, maybe they'll rise through the ranks. Maybe they're a hopeless optimist like I am. And, and, you know, they see the potential for in the future. Maybe they can be the Ken Levine yeah, or, yeah. or the Jade Raidman or Redmond or whatever. Yeah, that's is. one thing I was, I was thinking about, too, when I read it, was that maybe these guys getting tired of being part of that huge machine is making room for the next generation of like mm-hmm. creative minds to come up and, and take the lead and then get disillusioned too. <laughs> and I, again, I don't think disillusionment is the inevitable outcome. No, I don't think so either. What do you I, think, Mike? Think well, you've depends. been, you've been a little quiet over there. No, I'm just letting David say his piece. He's, he's got yeah. the most uh, kind of experience in, in this. He, he does have like a really interesting uh, perspective. Yeah, like on that like one. my, my job is not creative uh, in, the least and i work in it so generally i shouldn't be getting thanks for almost anything if i'm doing my job right it's 100 percent invisible i'm oh. only going to hear from somebody when it's broken that's that's just them's the breaks yeah. so um <laughs> i'm very familiar with that piece of it. it doesn't bother me i'm very that's that's my role um i wonder if if this kind of disillusionment is maybe more common when you're working on like like a franchise that's annualized or or something like that, like you're working on Assassin's yeah, Creed, maybe. and it's like, well, not only am I you know just this very small cog in the machine, but I'm the small cog that has to do the same thing every time, like because <laughs> yeah. we're just doing it every year. And so I would I would understand like the the want to I've worked on the summer blockbuster for five years in a row. I just want to go make my indie think piece. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, get my name on a smaller project and, and have a bigger piece of, of that to show people. I understand like both sides of that. I don't I don't think this person is necessarily wrong for, for feeling that way. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel like yeah, it's something that everybody's going to all fall into. I, I know I have several friends that are programmers that are, you know, very aware that a lot of their work is invisible. Um, David, you really fall into this this of not only putting painstaking work into things, but like not even making the credits for some of the stuff that you've done. Yeah. So yeah, like that's, you're that's literally getting bummer. zero credit for some of the stuff that you've done. <laughs> that was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. However, I get to put it on my IMDb and that is actually more important than credits because who sits and watches the credits anyway? Well, Nobody. So it depends if you, put a, if you put something super sweet at the end of that. <laughs> well, if you're wa- if you're true. watching on Netflix, a lot of times it skips the credits. Yeah, <laughs> like true. it just goes into small screen and you can't read it anyway. So. Yeah. and yeah. it's like 19 seconds. Then you're watching the next episode and it skips yep. over the title sequence. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess to to wrap this one up, um, I, I wanted to kind of touch on Naughty Dog's methodology. So, oh, all right. You know, you always hear about Naughty Dog. You know, is a pretty big studio. They're not as big as as say like. The, the conglomeration of whatever uh, eight studios that makes Assassin's Creed every year. Or but, the division. There's like, there's like four different development teams working on the division yeah. right now. So Naughty Dog, you know, they're all in one location. Um, I want to say they're up over 
two, 300 people or so, but so it's, it's pretty big. Um, but you always hear these stories of the way that every employee feels like they can contribute their opinion to it. At, at like at any point, the lowliest coder can walk up to the game director and say, "You know, what? I really think it should be like this because you know, here's 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 my issue." Like uh, uh, Bruce or uh, who's it? Neil Druckmann. He said in in an interview one time that one of the female employees who worked in a completely different area uh, from like story or or design was saying that she didn't like the way this one female character was being portrayed in something, and he was like, "Oh well." am I wrong about this? Like this is, and it was kind of cool to hear like, you know, he, he just had, they have a very open environment there where anyone can kind of voice uh, that kind of thing. And so it, it makes for better games. And I think if you don't have, if you have your studios spread out across the world, it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. <laughs> if if your game director's in a different country, maybe that's kind of impossible to do, you know? Um, so I think, I think, you know, to just juxtapose against uh, Naughty Dog is, you know, of course, they're one of the greatest studios in the world right now. But, um, you know, that I feel like that's probably a really good reason why, you know, like that it kind of helps fight that type of uh, apathy that can creep in. Yeah, otherwise. definitely. If, if you feel like you can go to your basically your ultimate boss and like, you know, voice a concern, if that's actually the case at Naughty Dog, I applaud them for creating that like that culture of openness and um, almost accountability, which is interesting because Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to imagine a boss being accountable to his employees because like you almost don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that that's a really cool story. I I haven't heard that before. And uh, I hope more studios and visual effects studios will sort of take a, you know, you know, take, that example and maybe yeah. run with it a little bit. Cause that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So in the end, uh, all the triple a people just go work for naughty dog and <laughs> you will be happier with your job and your life. Here's the thing. Yeah. I will go work at naughty dog tomorrow. <laughs> what will you do? Coffee. If I can achieve, <laughs> if I can achieve a job title of ultimate boss, <laughs> I'm in. It's, it kind of sounds like the bad guy at the end of an eighties <laughs> video game. Boss. Ultimate boss. It sounds oh, like that's the like next after you, Metal Gear game for sure. Yeah, that's after you beat Big Boss. It's like no Ultimate Boss. Like rips out of his clothes. He's like, oh, oh no, it's like another clone. Off. No, it's, it, it turns out that Solid Snake and Liquid Snake combine back together into one person. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoilers, spoilers. What for MGS Five? That's probably going to happen at some point. Oh right, yeah. It's just I'm ridiculous sorry. enough to be true. <laughs> now, now that Kojima's gone, all bets are off. <laughs> Alright, you guys, end of the show plugs for men. Four mans. Oh man. Alright, so I wanted to give a shout out to our one time super guest friend, Alex Ramirez, and his new podcast with his buddy Nate. It's called New Beer Old Games. Oh, they just followed <laughs> me on Twitter today. I, yeah, I wasn't so, sure that that was that. And yeah, so, so that's I'm Alex and Nate. Back. Yeah, they started a game in which, or started a game, starting a podcast, um, and there's one episode so far, um, and basically the premise is that uh, each episode they rele- they review one craft brewski, 
and one old school retro game. I love it. So, yeah, it's a really cool concept. I think the first game, uh, they or the first uh, game they did was Rampage on the NES, maybe. And, oh man, um, I loved that. Game. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm excited. It's on Podbean, so that's New Beer Old Games on Twitter, and uh, also you can go to nbog.podbean.com to pick up that first episode. Um, yeah, Alex is uh, a good guy. He's funny. Go check them out. It's going to be a good show. I'm sure of it. So anyway, uh, next, you can support this show. Mm-hmm. This one you're listening to. This one right here. This here podcast by uh, going to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS and getting one of those free audiobooks. You sign up for that uh, subscription. Costs you zero dollars. Next thing you know, you've made us a little bit more rich. We could each buy a hamburger. It'll be great. So... <laughs> <laughs> or we can each get some costume DLC. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> one one, one uh, podcast or one Audible subscription. There you go. That's all and, it takes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> go there, sign up. You, you can support the show that way. Um, you can also support us um, just in the real world by sporting an SBF VGS t-shirt. You see. It's yeah. true. You can get one with hotcakes on there. But from the sound of it, apparently we need to get one with pizza on it. Apparently. <laughs> a whole pizza. <laughs> Maybe five whole pizzas. According to the polls, we'll sell way more t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so maybe a pizza t-shirt coming your way soon. Um, yeah, that is cafepress.com slash SBFVGS. Um, you can check out our latest gaming videos on the SBFVGS YouTube. That is bit.ly slash SBFVGSYT. You can see uh, David's The Division Beta yeah. Uh, videos he's doing there's gonna be at least four videos maybe five i'm not sure they'll all be up by the time this podcast comes out but excellent i haven't decided how i'm divvying up all the stuff i recorded yet so all right cool cool yeah. special thanks to eric kruger friend of the show super best friend o- og style mm-hmm. for our podcast super OGS- SBS <laughs> friend s-o-g-b-f-p-g-s s-o-g-g-y wait not soggy uh (laughs) so yeah he created the podcast logo thank you to eric for that that's awesome um if you like the show help us out um by leaving a glowing itunes review that that's always good make sure it's particularly glowing like particularly glowing diamond-esque yeah Yeah, i like it yeah Mm -hmm. tell a friend bring a friend next time yeah bring a friend to the podcast tweet a link to our show to your friend there you or go. Facebook message it. What do they call that? Messenger? Facebook Messenger? Uh, yeah. Or 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 you could Snapchat <laughs> the URL just We're like way post off. a picture. I don't think we have Snapchat as well, a podcast. We don't have a Snapchat, but they might have Snapchat. They could take a picture of our logo and Snapchat it I, to their I friend. I think I'm too old for Snapchat. I think I, I immediately get put on some sort of list <laughs> if, if I use too, it. Mike, Mike, I'm older than you, and I love Snapchat. So oh, no. Well, oh, maybe you're on a list then. Okay, <laughs> you can follow us all on Twitter. At SBF VGS Podcast, that's the podcast account. I am Barry White, B U R Y W I T E. And Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. We're also uh, on the PSN. Mike is underscore Taco underscore Douglas. Maybe you should just change mm. it to just underscore. Maybe. Let's see if I can register under- that. Just. I guarantee you that's taken. (laughs) (laughs) You can join the Super Best Friends video game sleepover PS4 community. A lot of good folks on there posting little things here and there. It's good times. Little little things. Little stuffs. And uh, hooking up with us to play some games. See, that's how how dreams come true, you guys. That's how friendships are made. 
we can play with you guys. You play with David because I'm never on a, a decent hour. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the East Coast, you can play with me. And if you're on the West Coast and you play really late, you can play with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can friend us on there. We'll play some games. Um, it'll be a good time. Let's see. Let's see. David and I are on Xbox Live. Barry White is me. David is Tito. T-T-O-E. T-T-O-E is me. And uh, you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash SBFVGS, or follow the blog at sbfvgspodcast.wordpress.com. And that's all the time we have, you guys. I mean, it's not like that we're actually out of time. We just, we've decided this is the end of the show. This is the appointed time. <laughs> My. Well, it comes at a different time every week or every other week, but... uh Exactly <laughs> 112 minutes, uh, give or take. So, um, anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 36. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with an open beta of talk on gaming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll open that beta right up. Yeah, you wait for your codes. Uh, hit yeah. us up on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> wait, with your t- questions, open topics. Betas, huh? Open betas don't, don't need codes. Don't you get a code? Not with you an don't... open beta. Oh, well, thanks a lot for calling me out on that in the middle of the outro. <laughs> Hit us You're up welcome. on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, see you later. That was a fast clap. Brock Manpex is on the screen. I just... It just seems right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.